some stuff that has been happening recently some yeah. serious stuff so I guess we will start it off with a, a lighter note <clears throat> something that happened in the past what was this like June is July God like yeah about like, well, about like like two three weeks ago yeah. right yeah. so not too far gone but the NBA finals yep yeah. yep yeah. bro he did it yeah he did it it did it! How many people really Right, why don't you tell the people what's on your right now? I got on a, uh, a, a curry shirt. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm glad you still represent for Team White Skip. Hey, hey Curry no. is still the man. But he got... No, he he got disrespected that whole series. That was bad. I knew that series was over the moment LeBron swatted the crap out of his shot and talked trash to him. And he just sat there and I thought, oh, always done it. Yeah. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> yeah, like the Warriors, they 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 coughed that up because I don't know. Maybe 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 LeBron had divine providence or something. Maybe God was like, all right, I'm gonna lift the curse. No, on, on Believe Land. No, it was LeBron. That was his time. Yeah, yeah. that was his shining moment. <clears throat> Every great player has a signature moment. I'd say that block was that probably... That block is yeah. LeBron's signature moment. Like, Jordan, you think about game six against Utah. You know, his last shot is a bull. That's his signature moment. Magic had the <clears> sky hook. <throat> like, you know what I mean? Like, great, great players have, like, signature moments. Larry Bird had that steal when he threw the ball to... Yeah. What's his name? Uh, Dennis Johnson or whatever. Like, you know, all the great players have, like, a, a moment. And that block is LeBron. You know, that was like... Peak 
prime LeBron. Yeah. Do you see how far? Yes. His face. <laughs> he almost smacked his face off the rim. <laughs> the rim. Not to mention, it wasn't even like like somebody compared it to when uh, uh what's his name from the Pistons caught Reggie Miller back in the day. Uh, Tayshawn Prince. It's not even close to the same. First off, Reggie Miller was never athletic. Andre Iguodala is like, he used to be in the dunk contest. Like, this wasn't no random dude LeBron chased down from behind. Yeah. He chased down a prime athlete and tossed himself against the board. And kept it in bounds. Think about that. If he would have just swatted out of bounds, it still would have been Golden State ball. He swatted it off the board. Cleveland got the ball back. Went down the court, called timeout, then Kyrie hits the shot. Like, that's, that's LeBron. That's a, I think that's something that everybody always thought about LeBron. That was one thing that you always, like, if you look at great NBA players and their resumes, he always had question marks on his resume. One was, is he a killer? One was, does he defer too much than he should? So there was always those questions. Even when he won those championships with Miami, it was still like, you know, all right. Like, but that's the thing, though. Like, LeBron is still not a killer. But he this still series, defers, he did it. But he won the championship his way. But I, that's what people were waiting to see. Like, will LeBron be like, screw this show. Give me the ball. I'm going to make something happen. Honestly, LeBron secured his entire legacy with that one. Like, they, they can, he can not win another championship. But he's he secured his spot. He's top five. Like, he's... He's top five. He can literally, as long as he, long as he don't like, completely bum it up. And even then, like, what he's done, he's been, he's already been in the league, what, 13 years? Yeah. Like, he's, he, he is secure. Like, all the rest, everybody else in the NBA still got to prove this. Like, Steph Curry won that United's MVP and then folded. Like, he got, he got something to prove this. KD, we'll talk about him in a second. He went to Golden State. So, I don't know what. I don't know what the deal is going to be with his legacy at this point. But like all the other great, great players, like they still got something to prove. LeBron has nothing left to prove in his NBA career. Him winning one in Cleveland meant more than. I think he's still. I think he still got one, one more at least. I mean, if if he if he adds, if he wins more, he's going to add to his legacy. If somehow they beat this Golden State team next year. <laughs> He would that would actually of all time. That would put him in that would like I'm not willing to have the Jordan discussion. Like I'm a LeBron lover, but I will not I'm a, I won't even have a discussion about him being in the same uh strat the strat- Jordan strat- Jordan Jordan. everybody else. So <laughs> Jordan is just in class by itself as far as I'm concerned, because I grew up in the nineties. I don't care what anybody said. But he beat this Golden State team next year somehow. We can have that discussion. Yeah. Like right now I have a discussion with LeBron over Anybody else who's ever played. Like, if you want to say he's number two, I'll, I'll listen. I'll listen to that. But he's not, he can't, he, there's no Jordan discussion. That's, I won't have that. No. But he beat this Golden State team coming up next year. With Kevin Durant on it, we can, have, we can, we can start to have the discussion. I ain't going to say he's there, but I'll listen to the discussion at that point. Because yeah. that, that would give him four. And he would have, he would be beating a legit super kid. Yeah, but I was just glad that I saw him take control. 
Because that's what right. that's what he always lacked, in my opinion. His game five and game six will, will go down on his uh, on his rap sheet of all time. Oh yeah. yeah. Think about his last three games. They were down three one. LeBron went forty one, like fifteen and nine. Then at forty one again, they had another twelve rebounds and like another eight nine assists. And then he had a flat out triple double in a game seven. I guess a 73-win team that was up 3-1 in the NBA Finals. There was nothing they could do about it, too. Like, that's what the bad thing is. And even with Bogut in there, even if Bogut was still in there, nah, you know, they, would still, they would have still destroyed them. Honestly, I don't even want to hear that excuse. Because everybody was trying to kill LeBron last year when he didn't have his dudes. Like, oh, there's no excuses. Blah, blah, All right, Golden State was missing one of their guys. And he was like their, he was literally their least important starter. <laughs> yeah. And that was Draymond Green. Yeah. That would have been like last year if everybody in Cleveland would have been healthy and like J.R. Smith would have been hurt. And they'd be like, oh, we didn't have J.R. Smith. No, he, he's the, literally the, the least important starter on the team. Yeah. So I, I don't want to hear. But I'm glad for LeBron. I'm glad for Cleveland. Cause yeah, I was legit happy for Cleveland them. deserves that, man. Because a life from Pittsburgh, I was happy for them. Because honestly, that's the one sport we don't have a team. So it wasn't like they had to go through a Pittsburgh team to get there. And we had just won one in hockey the week before, so I was you know, still So free agency. Let's talk about this stupid money they're handing out. Dudes is getting paid in the NBA. Hey, man. You could be a regular dude and still get paid, you. Timothy with an F. <laughs> Timothy Mozdoff. He got $64 million. He got $64 million. <laughs> What is that? Twenty? What is he getting? Over four years. So he's getting yeah, he's like sixteen mil a season. Oh my goodness! Timothy Mozgov got sixty-four million dollars. And it was out of desperation, yo. The Lakers had to do it, yo. They had to. They had to do it. That's that's a shame. Bradley Beal, who has never played a full season, got a max contract. Bradley Bill got a hundred and thirty billion dollars. Honey, have you ever heard of Bradley Bill? No, she's never heard of Bradley Bill ever. <laughs> he got a max contract. One hundred and thirty million. Got a hundred and thirty million dollars. Bradley Bill. So, so when you have you, is, is there anybody in the world other than direct family members and friends who said, you know what, man, I'm sitting around watching TNT. Man, the Wizards, I can't wait to see Bradley Beal play. No! You've never said that in your life. <laughs> no one's been excited to watch Bradley Beal play basketball. If you got a max contract, you should be somebody I I want to pay to see. Like, yeah. LeBron getting a max contract? That makes sense. Kevin Durant getting a max contract? That makes sense. Steph Curry getting a max That makes sense. Those are people I turn on basketball to watch individually. Like, I want to see. Do they even air? Wizard Games nationally? I think they were on Christmas Day. He was probably there. I don't think he played that. Wow. Man. Oh, Nick Batum. Batum. Nick Batum got $120 million, yo. Nick Batum. Honey, have you ever heard of Nick Batum? No! No! No one's ever turned on the TV to watch Nick Batum play. <laughs> Nick Batum's mama has never been like, I can't wait to see my son play ball at night. You should be knitting, you. She'd rather knit than watch, watch that. I've never turned on my phone in the morning and was like, yo, Nick Batum just went off and put 60 I've never seen no. a highlight of Nick no. Batum, you. What is Nick Batum's highlight moment? Nothing. 
Not that I know of. There is no highlight book. He got a hard time. That's, that's, this is like stupid, yo. This is a good time to be an NBA player, though. This is probably the best time. This and next year. Because that's when that uh, salary cap gets inflated. That's that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Matthew Delvadova. A guy we clowned actively. He when got he, almost $40 million. He got $40 million. Dollars. Mm. Matthew Delvadova. I'm pretty... Listen, I'm not an NBA player. I never will be. If there's one person in me, I think I could at least get some buckets on. It's Matthew Delvadova. <laughs> He, he'll probably win because he's an NBA player. I don't want to disrespect him as a professional. But I feel like I can score on him. <laughs> hey, saying. he got his ring too. So now he's going to go get his ducats. That's what he's doing, dude. He went to the Bucks. Like, what, but, but if you're like in, on the Bucks, if you're on like the, the, the management squad, what made you be like, yo, out of all these free agents, son, we got to get Matthew Delta. Like, where does that come from? The Steph Curry stalker. <laughs> yeah, for like two games, <laughs> He's still living off. And listen, and I want to make this clear. I don't hate on anybody getting money. These players, if you can get it, you get it. Because like I said, if, if Matthew Dell with Douglas getting $40 million, how much is the owner making? They're going to be all right. Yep. Even uh, Donald Sterling, when he sold the Clippers, he bought the team for what, like a hundred, two hundred million. What did they sell for? Billion. Two, two billion. Billion dollars. And he left in disgrace, but walked away with two billion dollars in his hand. In disgrace. That's a pretty good way to get disgraced. I'm just saying. So if you want to hate on the players, don't hate the players. Because as much money as they're getting, the owners are still getting. Oh, heck yeah. I heard somebody's talking, the people was talking about that, like, the, the money that these players are getting is just ridiculous, and they should, like, they should give that money back to lower ticket prices, like, uh, they, what? You know how much money that the owners are making? The owners can take a cut. They're not going to do that. Like, don't hate on these players. Let them get their money. So, but having said that, we can still cloud the fact that some of these people just aren't worth this kind Harrison Barnes got $94 million. Harrison Barnes, he averaged nine points. Well, right, what, a right, game? Let's, let's rank the most important. I'm not saying he wasn't one of the better, but, but in terms of important people on the Golden State Warriors of last year, obviously number one is Steph Curry. Number two is probably Draymond. Number three is probably Clay Thompson. I would argue number four is probably Livingston off the bench. Oh, maybe. yeah. Uh, Andrew Bogut for his defense, that's five. Dude, I put spades. Was spades? Or yeah, I put <laughs> Most spades. spades. I put <laughs> spades. <laughs> Barge Most was awful. He was garbage, Jim. He was garbage the second half of the season. So, I mean, at that point, we got a discussion. So, he was maybe the fifth or sixth most important warrior. He got, he got $194 million. That's crazy, man. He averaged what? I don't even think it was 10 points a game. Yeah, I think he was double digits, but it was like 12 points, like four or five rebounds. For that. That's basically a dude that, that... That that type of scoring is like nobody's paying attention to you, so you sneak in a bucket. That's like that. That's what that seems like to me. Chandler Parsons oh God. got $100 million. <laughs> Chandler Parsons. 
Honey, have you ever heard of Chandler Parsons? No! Don't worry, she hasn't heard of Chandler Parsons. Half of that is because the nigga ain't even played the last two years. He was in Dallas, so he was hurt at least like six feet at the time. He still got a back torture. But you, but you gotta love that, though, yo. Like, they got so much money, My they have to this. spend it, yo. If there wasn't a cap, how much is LeBron really worth? He get like a, a max contract or a life life contract like he got. If, if the NBA he had, had like a baseball situation where you really had no, you could just like it was the dude, the dude in Florida got three hundred million. Um, all these people getting stupid money in baseball. What is, what is LeBron really worth? LeBron affected the entire economy of the city of Cleveland when he left, and then when he came back. What is he legitimately worth? He probably they probably wouldn't give him a dollar amount. They'd be like, all right, whatever we make, you get a percentage of this. You get like twenty five percent of all revenue. Think about this coming in. Floyd Mayweather made how much for his last fight? Like, dude, was that two, three? Was it? He made what? Like two hundred million dollars. Two hundred million dollars for one fight. Would you argue that LeBron is more important to the Cleveland Cavaliers and the city of Cleveland than Floyd Mayweather is to boxing? Oh, heck yeah. No question. There's no question about that. Now, he would get stupid paid, man. He would get stupid paid. That's it. It's just unbelievable the amount of money. I think you could argue that in a true capitalist society with no salary cap, LeBron's worth easily like a hundred million dollars a season. <laughs> if Nick Bertoon could get a hundred twenty million dollars over five years, like, let's think about this. Could you imagine arguing that point? Like, I deserve a hundred million dollars. I want a five-year, season five hundred million dollar contract. And you know what, though, it would be so crazy that people would probably be like, "We seriously have to consider this." Yes, that's that's unbelievable. Listen, Nick Batum got a Nick Batum got a hundred twenty million dollars. Let's talk about who got the most money this year. Mike Conn. He's a solid player. He's a solid player. No one would ever say Mike Conley's a bum. No one would say no, that. he's not a bum. He's a solid NBA player. He has never been all-star game. He's never been all-NBA. He got a five-year, $153 million cost. Have you ever heard of Mike Conley? No! No one's heard of Mike Conley. <laughs> Dude, that's... Mike Conley makes $30 million a season. What is he? The, what they call him? The most underrated superstar in let's, the league? Let, let, we're just going to do point guards. Point guards that are better than Mike Conley. Oh, I can name like three off the top of my head already. Steph Curry is better than Mike Conley. Oh, yes. Without a question. Russell Westbrook oh, what is better question. than Mike Conley. Chris Paul. Chris Paul <laughs> is better than Mike Conley. Uh, what's the nigga up in Portland? Let's forget his name. Uh, was Zane Lillard. Lillard, yeah. Is Dane better than Lillard. Mike Conley. Is Roselle, is that how you say his name? Toronto? Is he, he's their point guard? Kyle Lowry? Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry is better, is than, better than Mike Conn. Kyrie Irving <laughs> is better than Mike Conn. Or where the books? That was like, what, five or six there? Oh, yeah. Uh, pretty off the top. Who's the, uh, start thinking. Who's the point guard from India? <laughs> Just start naming guys? <laughs> Everybody else? Derrick Rose, even kind of broken down. Yeah, he's <laughs> Mike I would still kind of put up an argument that he's still better than Mike Conley. And he got $153 million. I'm still like, like rolling through my head like, 
Right. So, I mean, at that point, you're solid, you're better than average. He's getting $30 million a season. 30 30 mm. Mike Cole. Mike Cole ain't even the best player on his team. <laughs> Marcus Saul is the best player on that team. Thirty million a season for Mike Conley. Could you imagine making thirty million a season? And how much you want to bet that what Mike Conley spends that? all of that money and goes broke Mike like Conley's a lot of these dudes do? I've seen every Mike Conley. He seems like a nice, solid guy. He probably you know invests his money well. I'm, I'm not even going to knock him. Thirty million dollars a season. Like I'm thinking, like the first player to crack the thirty million dollar. Barrier per season it was Michael Jordan when they gave him that one year deal when we in like '97, and then the next year they gave him like thirty-five million. So the second player to crack the thirty million a season player we went from Michael Jordan to Mike Conley. Mike Conley. Mike Conley don't even pay to watch Mike Conley. Mike Conley will tell you he's he not the best player. He will tell you to turn game. off his highlights if somebody came up to him like, "Yo, I got all your highlights." What? <laughs> Mike Conley. You got highlights of me? He would be in shock. Mike Conley. Both Russell Westbrook and Steph Curry are free agents next year. It's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be ridiculous. What are they, they? They have to get two hundred million dollars just out of respect. If Can I'm, you imagine if I'm Russell Westbrook and I see Mike Conley get one hundred fifty-three million dollars. You can't even talk to me for less than like one ninety. Like don't even don't even call my phone. <laughs> don't even send me no card track offer. Like don't don't insult my intelligence here. Because people pay to see Russell Westbrook. I definitely I, I oh, watch I'm KG going to him. watch him next season. And him he with no KD ball out of control. He's going to win the MVP. He's going to have like a triple double every game. Every game. He's going to average forty points a game. Yes, he is. But he, I heard it, like he, it don't matter. He's going to the Lakers. If there's any good out of KD leaving Oklahoma City, it is that Russell Westbrook, who already plays with outrageous fury and anger, mm. is going to be top level angry. Wait, when they had that KD press conference, and he was like, "Yeah, Russell was upset about it." I was like, oh, "I already got excited." Like <laughs> he is going. Oh, the first time Golden State goes to Oklahoma City, he's going to go. He's going to go berserk. I can see him dropping Unless they like trade him, 70 points which a game. I think Oklahoma City's going to trade him. They I have to think so, too. They have to. Because he's not coming back. There's no way he's going back to OKC. He don't even want to. And I, I believe that that's the reason why KD left. Because I believe low-key, Russell Westbrook told him, like, look, dude, do what you do, man, because next season I'm not staying. Regardless. And KD was like, all right, that's what I believe what really went down. Probably. Because I don't see KD really leaving OKC if Russell Westbrook wants to leave. I don't really see that. If you're, if you're the Oklahoma City franchise, like, there's no way. You just lost the second or third, depending on your viewpoint, best player in the NBA for nothing. You yeah. ain't trade him. You ain't getting no picks out of it. He just packed up and rolled out. The other best player on your team is also probably a top five or six player. You can't lose two top six NBA players yeah. and not get nothing for either one of them. Like, you 
Yeah, he's probably he's, they they probably gonna trade him to somewhere. They probably gonna trade him. They said, the sad part is like there's no way they're gonna be able to get something great for him because everybody knows they probably need to trade. Him. So our last NBA thoughts. Any thoughts on uh, D Wade? Uh, no, nah, I mean, <laughs> I like the way Wade. I think he got done dirty, but I think it was the right move, though. It was a business move. Got you, got to do that. It's a tough decision to make because he, because they actually said like he's the man in Miami, yo. Like you know how Dan Marino is like the man. He would be the man if you thought about sports play. He would be the man in Miami. No, the Wayne Wade is above him because the Wayne Wade brought championships to Miami. Yeah. And you would think that, and that's what they were saying. They said like that's all people talk about down in Miami is Dwayne Wade. Like it's Dwayne Wade, then Dan Marino. Period. And yet, yeah, look what look what happened to him. But it was a, it was the right move. Like you're not gonna pay, you ain't gonna pay no 35 year old player that gets injured almost every season. Whether the last couple of seasons he's been hurt somewhat or it hasn't been 100. percent not gonna pay him that Kobe treatment, yeah. The Lakers gave Kobe all that money for those two years, and look what look what happened, dude. Yeah. Lakers see, got hamstrung. I don't. They still had the money to get a max player because they tried to get Carmelo. But nobody wanted to play with Kobe. I, I don't think it was that they didn't want to play with Kobe. There was nobody else on the team. Who was the second best Laker in the last two years? I don't even know. Yo. <laughs> I don't even know. Was it Nick Young? Was it Swaggy P? You can make a legit case. <laughs> That Swaggy P was the Swaggy second best P. player on the Lakers, yeah, like Swaggy P. Yeah. Like really? if you're if you're Carmelo, like why I'm gonna go play with Kobe and who else? Yeah, but look who he's playing with now, yeah. Like the Knicks are in desperation mode. They signed two guys that have injury prone or injury prone. They gave Noah $72 million. They just took on uh, Derrick Rose's contract for that $20 million. But still, it's like, really? Like, Yo, Derrick Rose is going to break his kneecap getting off the subway. Did you see that meme that they had of him yet where he was like falling over because he broke his kneecaps getting off the subway? There's a meme. I didn't even see that, but that's There's a meme on online right now, yeah. He's like holding his ankles, like. <laughs> While he's saying, like, oh man, they're already getting him, yo. They already getting him. But you know, Noah used to be a beast, man. That dude used to be a beast. I'm just saying, though, they traded away away Robin Lopez for yeah like, to get to get their they, shouldn't, uh, they shouldn't have traded. At this point, what is really the difference between Robin Lopez and Joe King? They're basically the same player. They're gonna give you some defense and some rebounding. But the, the and Robin uh, Lopez is younger. a lot cheaper and younger. And this so he got he got maybe some like potential. For the price difference, I'm thinking I might I'd probably rather have Robin Lopez at this point. Maybe, no. Not three years ago, yeah. Oh Joe King, no, yeah, but not, so how much not seventy two million dollars worth of Joe King. So how many games is the are Knicks gonna win next season? Do you think they'll make it to the playoffs? If if Derrick Rose and Joaquin Noah can stay healthy. If they're both the healthy, I say they'll make the playoffs. They'll be like a five, six seed. They'll make, maybe make it to the second round if they're real lucky and put on a big weight. And that's going to be it. That's, the, that's their ceiling. The second round of the playoffs. They can't even make the conference final. I can't even think of Their that. best case scenario is a second round playoff exit. 
And that's only because the East, while better, is still bad. The Pacers got a little bit better. The Heat, if Chris Bosh is healthy, you know, goes to the You really think he's going to play? Toronto is still good. Which, DeMar DeRozan got $130 million. DeMar DeRozan got $130 million. I don't even think he's the most. I think Cal Lowry's better. He's an also <laughs> he's a solid player. No, but he when I see highlights of him dunking, I'm like, oh no, he was nice. I've never been like, man, the Raptors is on. I can't wait to see Demar Derozan play. I've never said that before. Honey, have you ever heard of Demar Derozan? Mm-hmm. No. And he did that. He wanted to stay in Toronto too. Yeah, he he visibly said he wanted to go to the Lakers, even though he's from LA. But he had a good point. He was like, if I go to L.A., like, I would have to win, like, six or seven championships to even be mentioned or, mem- or memorized in L.A. Which is true. Which is 100% true. And he's already, like, 27, 28. The yeah, Lakers ain't no about to contend anytime soon. He has no chance. If he wins one ring in Toronto, he's a legend forever. That is true. And he got $130 million to stay. Like, hey, you can still go home in the offseason. <laughs> and like, he get more money if he stay if yeah. he live in Toronto. He get more money. Their money is higher than ours. No, it's not. It's not now. No. And their taxes are higher because they got universal health care. And the Mamba dropped eighty points. Well, no, no, sixty points. Going out, yeah, going out. It was a, I was, a, it was a joyous night. I stayed up. It was, a, it was like a Tuesday or Thursday. So I had to go to work the next day. And I was like, I'm not missing Kobe's last game. And he made it. So worth my while. Oh, forever love that man. Or he will get a statue right there, Staples Center. Right there. I might not even even try to go to LA until after that statue is done. Because I want to take a picture of this. Kobe was like, we grew up with Jordan, but we were still kind of kids. Like, I, I literally, I don't remember early Jordan. Like, I don't remember 80s Jordan. I literally, my my memories of Jordan really are like the finals years. Like I remember when they played the, the Lakers in Portland. Like I remember that stuff. But I don't remember. I remember that. I don't remember baby, young Jordan. Man. I remember everything about Kobe. I remember his whole. I like. Yeah, I Kobe literally was our, He was our Jordan. He was our Jordan. Like, I remember yeah. his whole career, all twenty years. I remember him from being. A, I remember him missing the shots against the Jazz. To. To the to the finals game when when Shaq fouled out and he took over and just gave him the I got this like to Kobe by oh himself. yeah I remember that and that was to the Smush Parker years yo when he was scoring thirty five a game yo <laughs> and his team was terrible how Russell Westbrook's about to be next year oh yeah just remember oh six Kobe is all you need to know if you want to look up what Russell Westbrook's gonna be like next year <laughs> there may be an eighty one point game in our future oh my goodness oh my to old Kobe, to Kobe finally getting his chips without Shaq, like we remember all that. Yep. So we used to like call each other like, "Yo, you see Kobe and what he's doing?" Like, like, "Yo, you got Charles Kobe." Like that was our dude. Yeah, yeah. There ain't really nobody like that now. Yeah. I mean, LeBron James every once in a while. No, nah, Steph Curry's that guy. Now. Well, it's yeah, like, yeah, Steph like, Curry. If I, I go on, tw- but now it's like Twitter. If I'm on Twitter, yo, and somebody's talking about Steph Curry, he checked. I'm I'll try to turn it on. Like, yo, all right, this dude is uh, about to obliterate somebody. Oh yeah. If I see Steph Curry heat check on Twitter, I will turn on a Warriors game immediately. He's he's he's. I, I got a feeling you that they're gonna be dropping like twenty five points apiece after after like twenty five games in the season when they figure it all out. 
It's the thing it's though. Over. The thing about Curry though is it, nothing he does in the regular season will be satisfactory. He averaged thirty. They won seventy three games. And he won MVP, the first unanimous MVP, and they didn't get it done. So at this point in his career, nobody cares what he does in the regular season because he folded the last two years in the finals. Like they have to get to the finals, and then he needs to average like thirty. He needs to put on a little bit more weight, dude. He got to. I mean, he has to, yo, because they was manhandling him in the paint, dude. And he scores a lot of points in the paint. He does throughout the season. Yeah, for somebody like he, for he, somebody he his size, people call him a jump shooter, but he definitely gets in that paint yeah. where people realize. But like I said, he he has to get. Nobody cares about nothing he does other than what he does in the finals. Now. Like he, that's all he's judged on at this point. Like he, he's there's nothing he can do next year to win MVP. He will not win MVP next year. Mark Marker. No, no one on that team will win MVP just because they're too stacked. Yeah, Russell Westbrook is winning the MVP. The only two people, <laughs> like Le- or LeBron, LeBron maybe, but it's probably me, Russell Westbrook. As far as Anthony Davis wake up, if he takes that, if Russell Westbrook takes that team to the playoffs, he's the MVP. I don't care what that happens. If he stays in Oklahoma City, he takes that five to the, to the all they gotta do is make the playoffs. He's the MVP. I ain't got to see the season. He's the MVP. Yeah, there's really nobody else. Here. He's 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 gonna be MVP. LeBron because he's always in the discussion and maybe a couple like that. If James Harden has a banana season, not Dwight Howard out of his weight, you know he might have a shot. How much money did he get? Dude? He just got an extension. That they they gave him. God, why would now, he's you want to play with him, yo? He took an extension for four years, like 113 million or something, which. The fact that I'm saying he's dumb for taking an extension that pays him $29.5 million a season tells you how much stupid cash is out there. Like, why wouldn't you at least go test free agency with all this money out there? Because now, he's already signed for the next five years or so. And he makes less less money than Mike Conley. James Harden makes less money than Mike Mike Conley. After signing his deal, Mike Conley. Watch Mike Conley be like, drop like forty points a game. There's no way. He's There's just no way that's like happening. That. Yeah. He's just he's he not, gonna give you fifteen solid points. He gonna give you baby. fifteen points. He gonna give you ten. Re- I mean, ten assists. <laughs> Yo, you paying somebody thirty million dollars a year to do that? Again, Memphis is gonna be the sixth seed in the West. They go bow in the first round to like the Spurs, the Clippers, mm-hmm. somebody else more entertaining, and that's gonna be it. Mm-hmm. He's gonna take his thirty million dollars back to Ohio because I'm pretty sure he's from Ohio, and be and be good. Wow. Build a mega church in his mama's name. <laughs> <laughs> so mm-hmm. there were three shootings. And this is still coming off the heels of the 50 gay people that got murdered yeah. you know, two weeks ago by terrorists. <clears throat> so, in the last month, we've had a 50-person massacre. Two black people killed by cops within like 48 hours of each other in two different states. And then we had 11 cops get shot. Five of them died. <clears throat> Interesting enough, Last night, I got stopped by a cop. 
He said I didn't come to a complete stop. Oh my god. That oh stop sign. That was that, that was his reasoning for pulling me over. I didn't come to a complete stop. And there was two cop cars pulling me over. For that. <laughs> Unbelievable. Two of them? It took two of them. He had backup. To tell you. He had backup. The other cop was, even when he pulled me over, the other cop was like standing behind my car, like radio and then something like, like my plate numbers or whatever. Oh my goodness. Nevertheless, I had my driver's license and registration in hand before he even got to my window. Because I ain't reaching for squat in front of him. <laughs> Never again will I wait until they get to my window. Like, no, no. Here's everything. License, registration, insurance, pink slip from the dealership. I got it for everything. I'll give them everything. Right up front. My man told the cop he had a gun in Minnesota. He said, I'm a licensed carrier. And got shot. To death. See, I don't believe that. That cop shouldn't have did that. But, if I was a cop, and you told me you had a gun, that's see, all I think. That's all I'm thinking. I'm pulling my... I'm not going to shoot you. But see, that's so where, my gun out this on where you. institutional racism shows its face. Because, because he was black. That cop was naturally fearful like well, yeah. Oh, you have a gun. Meanwhile, the very next day, there's a story of a guy in North Carolina who was shooting at the police. And they managed to take him down with no issue. Or there's a picture that was circulating online of an NRA guy holding their standard with his gun on his hip and the cops just like trying to peacefully talk to him. There was but, a guy like, it's unbelievable. that had, had a shotgun out. And he was waving it at the cops. Yes! They took the gun from him, and later that day, they gave it back to him. I seen a video he's of a dude. Still alive here. I seen a video of a dude who was shooting at cops with a rifle. There were like six cop cars. They managed to shoot him in the leg, and then they just arrested him. He is dead. <laughs> Meanwhile, this dude in the car who peacefully has his hands and says, I have, I, I have a license carrier. He tells me to get his license carrier. He goes to get and get shot four times. For point blank range. How does that make sense? I don't understand that. Uh, but the thing that makes me mad is that people are demanding change. And I'm like, change to what? If if somebody got a gun, if a cop has a gun and he decides one day that he's going to kill you, how can you stop that? You can't. So what change are are we trying to like start? What change? What greater gun laws? In the UK, it's illegal to have a gun, and people still get murdered by guns. So if somebody wants to shoot you, they're going to do it. They're going to do it anyway. So I think like these protests and stuff. I just think it it has it doesn't serve a purpose. I think what it does is it's actually I think creating change, more of a problem. I think the change that most people want. As an African American, is that there seems to be no punishment for these situations? Like that's the part that I find troubling, and I'm. I think most Black people, that's what they find troubling. The shootings themselves are terrible, but it's like doubly insulting when. You keep seeing these cops that are murdering these black people under questionable circumstances, mm -hmm. and they walk away scot free. They don't go to jail. They don't pay a fine. They tell you though, like it's a jury just, though. They tell you that cops, you have to. They say it. 
the right when you get picked as a jury, because this happened to me back in August, the judge comes to you and he tells you that by law, you have to take what a police officer says as fact in a case. They're, they're called expert witnesses. So if a police officer says that this is what happens, by law, you have to accept it as a fact. Like, you know how they'll bring in other witnesses. Those are called, um, I forgot what the legal term is, but like if they bring in an eyewitness, there's a legal term which makes it, you, can, you don't have to necessarily, and they told us, they said in those cases, when they bring in a, a witness that saw something, you can parse through, you can basically pick and choose what you want to believe that this person is saying. So you can say, I believe 25% of what they said, the rest of it, I believe they made it up. But when like a cop or a so-called expert witness comes in, you have to accept what they say as fact. So I don't know how those cases go on with these cops. See, the problem with that is all these years where black people were complaining about like, you know, there's misjustice going on with the cops and nobody believed us. Now there is video of this stuff. Eric Garner in New York got choked to death on camera. Nothing. The the dude in, in Minnesota, like we saw the aftermath, but the dude right before him in Louisiana, we saw the cop laying on him and shot him in the chest. There were two cops. Freddie Gray, the dude that got the, the kid that got shot within two seconds. There's video. They got him. Like there's just too many. Like there's video evidence now. There's like there's no even like hiding what's going on. Like there's no way you should be able to account what they say as fact when there's a video that you clearly choked this man to death or you clearly shot this man to death or you're still standing there holding the gun while the girlfriend is narrating what just happened and nothing happens to these people. See, but I think but this too is up to but the jury. I guarantee the jury makes that choice. I guarantee you that dude in Dallas that killed those cops oh, yeah. had they not blown him up. Oh yeah, he would have got <laughs> I think he would I guarantee hurt. you he wouldn't have got off. Oh heck no. <laughs> I guarantee you he wouldn't have got off. Yeah. It's just a shame that it's come to this point. But it's always been like this. But I just I think that like the protesting and the media they're actually making it worse. They are. They are making it worse, and that's going to make these things occur more frequently. I love how they love to bring up people's criminal records as if that had anything to do with that particular situation right then and there. Yeah, like, so, like, the guy, the guy in Louisiana, the first guy that was selling the, the loose CDs, he had, like, some, like, he had some things on his back. What does that have to do with him getting killed right now? By law, my dad has a criminal record. My dad's been in jail a couple times. He's a Christian man, he raised us. My dad's a good dude. If he if he gets choked, if he gets murdered by the cops accidentally, they're gonna bring up his criminal record. Meanwhile, anybody who knows my dad, you know, he has his faults. But no one's gonna say, oh, he's a bad guy. He deserved to die by the hands of the police. No one's gonna say that anybody that knows him, but that's gonna be the narrative on the news. Because yep. by law he has a criminal record. Yep. No, they don't know why or what he did, I do. But the reasons he even went to jail. <laughs> weren't even like bad reasons it was like you know I probably went to jail too basically so <laughs> it is what it is <laughs> like, <laughs> it is what it is 
So, well, I was watching. That upsets me in the media, or or they show like their mug shots, like like this dude that they couldn't show like his Facebook picture with his family. This is mug shot from like. 2004. <laughs> it was like 10 years ago. But that's what they got to do. They want to paint that perception that he was a bad person. So that's why he got killed. But there was this uh, on CNN. It was the, they was talking about uh, like how racism is institutionalized. Because he was talking about Muslims and then he brought it about what's going on now. He said, you see a group of, black, a group of Muslim men walking down the street. What are you automatically going to think? And he's like, does that necessarily mean that it's right? No. And 13% of the population in America is black. But 50% of the homicides committed in this country are committed by black men. He said, does that make you, does that change your perception when you see a black man walking down the street? Oh, he must be a murderer. It shouldn't. But it happens. Exactly. And, and that's why I have a problem with people that say institutionalized racism. But I think that it goes deeper it's than that, man. It's a perception because you got to think about it. Like, think about the white guy that lives in Idaho. What's the percentage, what's the population percentage of blacks in Idaho? So, Fair granted, enough. he probably has never seen a black person in real life. So, where does he get his perception of black people? From the news. From the news, from entertainment. From that. So they build their perception. So that racism is coming through from what the entertainment industry and what the news media conjures up about race. I, I 100%. I was just reading an article in the last month's GQ talking about. Um, oh, I'm not read that. About the KKK trying to revive itself, but they can't really. Unionized because everybody has different views, whatever. Yeah, right. But the main point of it, all the locations of where these little clan were like these little hick towns in the middle of the south, where I guarantee you there's probably little to no black people. So you, these people have made an entire perception and hatred of a group of people that they don't even counter or really know. Yeah. Their whole perception is based off of the media. Uh, That's like me forming an opinion on you know like Taiwanese people. I don't know nothing about no Taiwanese people. I'm gonna hate some Taiwanese, but I, I've never met a Taiwanese person in my life. Or like you say, like we say, all Asian people must know kung fu. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody thinks that they Asian, they know karate. If you know, they if don't. you're Asian, that's not true. They don't. But those are stereotypes. Born that you play that. Yeah, yeah. They come out. They they karate chop the umbilical cord. <laughs> I mean. But I think that it goes deeper. I think it has a lot to do with the culture. Part of it is hip-hop culture kind of portray, portrays black men in a bad light because it promotes that thugged-out mentality. It glorifies the bad stuff that happens in hood in neighborhoods, in, in, in urban neighborhoods. It kind of glorifies it. Even if they, even if they use the defense that I'm just rapping about what I see. To the majority of, to the average person, they're not going to believe that. They're not going to feed it. They're not going to get all deep into it. They're just going to see, oh, this is what they must be. And I think that that has a negative consequence on the perception of blacks by I whites. Think that's part of and it. And I think, I mean, it's part of it, but I think it's a big part. I think culturally, but like me. It, it, it does that. It's the same thing with, with Hispanic men. Like, it does the same thing with Hispanic men. And it's because of how the media and how entertainment projects them, whether it be through music, 
or be through movies, or be through the news, they project black men in such a negative light that it's hard if you were a white dude or a white woman from Idaho, it's hard for you to be like, oh, well, they're all good people, if that's all you see. Now, you shouldn't have that mentality, but, but it's hard people. to get out of that these mentality. These are the same people that'll be like, oh, not all cops are bad. Oh, but how come all black people are? Right. Not to mention, okay, maybe the stuff that, I mean, I, I agree about the stuff, that we definitely play a part in the perception. But I mean, that's no one that, that shouldn't judge. No that one that will ever confuse me with a thug. Like, there's nothing really thuggish about me. But I've been pulled over no less than ten to fifteen times in my life. I'm thirty-three. I've only ever gotten two tickets. Somehow I managed to keep pull, getting pulled over for random stuff, and where they need to run my plates. Man, it's I got because I've already. Times. I've all, I always seem to drive. I always get tickets. Rather. Flashy vehicles. Somehow that doesn't attract me. Well, right. You, you're not. You're black. You're not supposed to have those kind of cars. That's all I'm saying. So there's nothing thuggish about me, but I'm still getting pulled over like all the rest of us. Well, I was. I've I was been pulled thinking. over by task force, your undercover cops, little Hicktown cops, city cops. Like I've been pulled over. I won't even go to Cranberry. I hate going to Cranberry. I've been pulled over at least four or five times. Cranberry. Never got a ticket up there. They've managed to, every time they see me up there, they just seem to find a way to pull me up. I hate Cranberry. I hate the Cranberry police. Sorry. Just gotta say it like that. Well, I got pulled over directly in front of my house once. That's that's crazy. <laughs> I'm pulling into a parking spot. Cop flicks his lights on. Him. Where are you going? Home. Where do you live? Right here. I showed him my license, had my address on, and then he, he drove off. Like, this. It's it's too much, but like when you, you pick, like people of other races seem to think that we we're only upset when like one of us gets killed. Like no, if you're this a black if you're a black time. man, you have had multiple runs with these police that just are fishy. I don't know any black men who who've not had any fishy circumstances dealing with cops. Yeah, but see, I like. I'm trying not to be And that. I think I think that's that's the I mean there there's racism by cops, obviously. But the thing is is that I think they take advantage of that because most African Americans, unfortunately, live in poor neighborhoods. Yep. There was when the civil rights was happening, nineteen sixty seven when all that stuff was happening, there was the, the riots and they were getting arrested. It was big on the news. The government came out and put out a statement saying that, you know, based on what, what blacks were saying was happening to them. It's the same stuff that they're saying today. They said police brutality. <laughs> this is back in 67. They said there's a there's too much of a, a, a income like there's two like a low level income ratio in our neighborhoods that's what they said basically the same stuff that blacks are going through right now they were happening back in 1967 so the government never really did anything about it they never really addressed the real problems that was affecting these neighborhoods now some cops will say i got to act this way in these neighborhoods i got to be tough in these neighborhoods and I believe that. I think that they do have to be. Because you do. You just do. In a neighborhood that's like 
you know is prone with violence, prone with drugs, them drugs. You can't be nice to the people. You can't you can't stop somebody and be like, hey, you know, you got to be a little bit more, you know, stern. But these white cops, they they take it a step further. The ones that have racist motives, they take it a step further and use their power and authority as an outlet to show racism. But they hide behind the badge and say that they're not being really being racist. But there's the thing. You can't stop that. Like, how do you stop that? How do you stop it? How do you change that? You can't, you can't change that. You can't. Some type of event like this. The person who's going to stand in front of the country is either going to be Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump. Donald Trump's not going to care. He'd probably be like... Could you imagine if Donald Trump was president when them kids got murdered? Like, I'm going to feel like Dave Chappelle, yo, when he talked about 9-11 and Ja Rule came on. Like, <laughs> like I don't give a fuck what Ja Rule had to say right now. <laughs> like, wow. I guess Christ, I don't think Ja Rule got the answer to. Like, that's how I feel about Donald Trump. Though. Like, the next time there's like, you know, the gay people that got killed in Orlando, like, the next time there's a mass shooting, he's president. Like, what is he going to say? Oh, oh, oh. You're fired. No, <laughs> Like, that's the guy. Like, that's the guy that got to give the speech after that. Like, it's it's embarrassing. Like, we don't even really get involved in politics like that. That that that's embarrassing to me. Just because I live here, <clears throat> some celebrity guy from a television show who's a businessman is a major party nominee president, and the other person is a habitual liar. Is a liar and really not all that trustworthy. That's the best. That's the best we can do. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's 300 million people in this country. They had Marco Rubio. They have. Uh, they spit in his face. No, I don't like him. They had John Casey. Listen, they spit in his face. I work in the health insurance industry, and Marco Rubio cost the company I work for hundreds of million dollars. He can kick rocks forever. After that, <laughs> I said that directly. He's Marco running. Rubio can kick rocks forever. He's running for Senate. He's going to be in the Senate. He's already in the Senate. I thought he was in the House. I don't care which one he is. He can kick rocks forever. Then you have Bernie He's the Sanders. Why a whole bunch of people at Hamburg got laid off. Him. Directly. He's trying, he's trying to make his bones, man. You got to make your bones. No, you got to make your bones, him. man. Marco Rubio. Could you imagine if Bernie Sanders was president? Yeah. That would be weird. Like... Mm. He would, I think. I think the end would come swiftly with him because he's just so. He was just unrealistic. Like, oh, college yeah, exactly. should be free. Like, who won't pay for that? We can't pay for stuff now. But that goes to show <laughs> I mean, just how dumb these generations are like, out now. Because people, well, people don't understand how government. They don't know. That's that's the problem with people who felt like they were disappointed in Obama. Like, you, the dude, or he wasn't president. He can't just walk in and make the stuff law. That ain't how it happens. There's two other chambers of government. If you want Obama to do what you want him to do, not only do you need to elect him, you also need to elect everybody else on his ticket and at least get enough of them in office for him to actually do the stuff he wanted to do. So you're like, oh, he didn't do everything we thought he was going to do. Well, that's because the House and the Senate were controlled by Republicans. You think he's just going to push laws out there? That ain't how government works. Dummies, that's how government works. It's called checks and balances. 
So if you're into voting and you think that's your way of getting things done, you need to be voting not only for him, but for your local senator and your local house representative and all those people too. Because that's how the guy you want to be president to get his agenda done, he needs all those people to be on his team. That's how government works. Yeah, it's like LeBron. He needed. He nobody needed votes. In, nobody votes in midterm elections. But that's where you really get who has the power in the other two chambers of government. Dummies. What is that? I don't. See, it makes me upset that people really talk about voting, but they don't really understand how voting works. And this right. comes from someone who ain't never voted, but I understand government. Yeah. I think. I think the part. I think Britain got it better. Because they vote their house, you know, they vote their representative, and then they pick a leader to be the uh, prime minister. U.S. should do that. Because I think they put too much emphasis on the president, and he doesn't really have that much power. But think about, like, in the U.K., when they did the Brexit and they did the voting, like, 52% of Britain voted to get out of the EU, and then they did exit poll, and 72 or 73% of them didn't even know what the European Union was, and then they did even more deeper, and they found out that the age gap between those who didn't know was like 30 years old and under, and they were the majority of the people that voted. That's what scares me, is that you have all these young people that people push to vote, and they have no clue what they're voting about. They just be like, well, he's Democrat. I'm for smoking weed. I'm going to vote for him. And they have no clue what this person is about. And vice versa. No clue what they're talking about. No clue what they're about. And then it's, it's, it's almost like voting for the president is like voting for an all-star. Uh, your, your favorite player or all-star. Because, like you said, midterm elections, they don't care about that stuff. That's how the Republicans keep winning the House. And, keep, and, and, and they win the Senate a lot because people or the young people are like, oh, I don't know... I don't know who, uh, I don't even know who the senators are from Pennsylvania, but they don't know. They don't know who these people are, so they don't vote for them. They're like, oh, he doesn't help me. And going into that about elections, your local government actually does, actually directly affects you more than the national federal government. It's your local government. Honestly, if you're someone who's into <laughs> voting, let's say you live in the state of Pennsylvania. You should actually be way more concerned about Pat Toomey versus Katie McGinty than you should ever be concerned about uh, Donald Trump versus Hillary Clinton. That's the facts. That's the facts. And That's who you should really be concerned about. people who don't vote, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and we noticed inside out. I watched MSNBC and see that it sometimes you find all the time. I know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Texas made state laws. Like, in Texas, you are allowed to walk around with an AR-15 strapped on your back. Open carry. You are allowed to do that. Unless you're black. Well, yeah, unless you're black. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I think these three guys, these three people that had those at their protest were black. And they they got arrested, but they got released. One wasn't allowed to carry it. He He didn't have a permit. Yeah, he didn't have a permit to carry. But... Like, you're allowed to walk around with an assault rifle on your back in Texas. That's a state law. People need to be concerned about their local laws more than federal law. Yeah, federal law trumps state laws, 
but the federal laws, unless it's really hindering your civil rights, they're not going to care if the state passes a law. They will not care. So if you're with gun control, you need to stop worrying about whether or not Obama or Hillary Clinton or Democrats are going to get this pushed through. You should be worried about your Democrats locally. Like, why aren't y'all pushing for tighter gun control in the state of Pennsylvania or the state of New York and again, or whatever? That comes into play with the senators. Because they, they talk about those House people who did the little uh, stand or whatever. They just took over the House floor and wouldn't leave. You know why they couldn't get anything passed? Because there wasn't enough of them. Because not enough people voted for Democrats. Or if you're a Republican... You know, they got enough of their people in. That's why I know gun laws got passed. So, you know, if you're into that, you those are the people you need, your house representatives and your senators. It is what it is. We've spoken a lot about a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's been a long time. So a lot has happened. I don't know. We gotta figure out what our next countdown episode is gonna be, our next list. Top ten. Top 10 fattest actors. What? Or no. What kind of is fat that? shaming, is fat shaming, is that, is that really wrong? Nigga, what? What are you, is that even, what? Just <laughs> yeah, top, is fat shaming really wrong? I'm getting tired. I mean, it is unhealthy. I'm getting tired of people getting mad when people get talked bad about on social media. If you got a problem with it, stop posting pictures of yourself on social media. It doesn't matter who okay, you fat are. People be proud of who they, what they you are. can be proud of who you are, but don't get mad because somebody else is like, that's fat. I don't like fat. I don't like that. That's just disgusting to me. Because you know... <laughs> I'm not saying that's me. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's like you know... That there are people out there who have that opinion. And when you put this stuff out on social media, you open yourself up to these wounds. And people be like, oh, you shouldn't be allowed to say that to me. Like, that's so wrong. You hurt my feelings. Like, then stop doing what you're doing. If If you can't handle, if you can't handle the truth and the consequences that come with it in people's opinions, then don't put stuff on social media. I'm sorry, that angers me because I get very annoyed. It's like when people when people, like people are when people when I drive behind people that are slow and they and they see me driving moving up closer to them to make them move faster and they refuse. That's like the same type of level of anger that I get with this. I'm tired of political correctness. And that should be a topic. It's like when is political correctness has political correctness gone too far? Fair enough. Thank we also have. may have a guest, my friend Sean. Oh Lord, he may he wants to. But he on. he's not a he's not a Negro. He, I know we may have our first. But maybe he drinks coffee. Our though. first non-Negro guest. He but he did, he was dating a black woman, which is related to the reason why he wants to come on the show. So. Because he thinks he knows the black experience. Because no, he just he had an interesting experience with a black. That is weird that more black women are dating white guys now. That's taboo in black culture. But black dudes can date 
Man, as much anything that they want. <laughs> nah, but nah. once a black woman be like, I like that white guy, they be like, whoa, whoa, whoa what's what's that doing? I just had a conversation last Saturday. I was out with my boy Mike from New York, and he had a, a lady friend that met up with us, and she was from D.C., and she was very appalled by how many uh, black men she's seen with white women during her time. That's the thing. Black women she was just have like, this taboo. She was like, uh, y'all like y'all some white women around here, huh? I was like, huh? <laughs> but so, and then I've seen some other article where some, I read something on Very Smart Brothers or something about some other chicks that was very upset. Oh, they were, oh, the Kyrie Irving thing, yo, that picture with him on the boat with all the white women and black women was getting mad. Like, yo, he's he has some skanks on the boat. Like, why are y'all upset about this? Like, he just wanted, if black women wanted to do that, they like, gotta become skanks. Like, yeah, he he had some skanks on the boat that he's never gonna see again, probably. Like, it's not like he was dating them. But look at all the women. But they still was getting upset about that. Like, come on, man. Like, look at what comedians say. They all make that joke when they be like, black women need to do this better. They need to stop thinking that they this and they that. Why do, why do all these comedians keep saying that joke or saying that type of thing? There's a reason. Because black women act like that. So if you're a man, you're going to look elsewhere. And where are the most of the skanks and, 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 and uh, women that will do anything for a dollar? Where are they at? They ain't black. <laughs> I'm just saying. They not black. They not black. So... Hmm. We might get killed after this episode. It's racist. Oh, yeah. It is racist. <laughs> it is. It's racist against so, sex. Nevertheless, I guess racist sex. Our next episode, we may have a guest from a white man, and that would be cool. We'll talk about political correctness. Oh Lord, with him. Oh my goodness, I'm probably going to offend. He's him. also a Republican too. <laughs> oh, I'm going to offend him so bad. I'm going to mess with his man so Sorry. bad, and I think that most people probably think that I, I'm not. Either political, but they probably think that I lean more right in my right. comments, yeah. and I just do that just because I think it's funny. But I'm gonna definitely lean left when I'm messing with this dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make him mad, and he gonna want pee in my cereal. Wow, that's pretty disrespectful. <laughs> that's probably the most disrespectful you can get without physically Honestly, doing thinking, something to somebody. <laughs> if you said someone was going to spit at me or pee in my cereal, I think I might take the spit. No, you're not peeing in my cereal, man. That's like if I'm there eating you, and someone whoops out their penis, starts <laughs> to pee in my Cheerios. That's a level of disrespect that I've never encountered. <laughs> we're we're trading in, in uh, dark waters here. Uh, nah, yeah, nah. That's probably the most disrespect for you. You could beat in somebody without actually physically doing something. Yeah, you know, like, other than like touching your kids or something, but in terms yeah, of just yeah, a gesture, that's that's horrible. Pissing in somebody's cereal is pretty high. And he probably is going to want to do that That's when I'm done with him because I'm going to mess with his head like, really, really bad. Anyway, keep drinking coffee, my ninjas. That's right. Until we meet again. Hope y'all enjoyed this episode. I know it was a lot of rambling, but we had to catch up. It goes from good to unbelievably bad. Which means it's a lot of editing for me, that's all. Yes. Till next time. All right, ninjas. I tried team cappuccino, but they didn't hit the spot. My dude, you wanna talk politics? It's gonna be a while. Go on, get that pie high. Don't forget to bring the cream, though. We need a little bit of sugar tail. You wanna talk hip hop? Put a shot in at my dude. It's time to get a little.
the sky is the limit. Skies can sit around, chop it up like real niggas. Nip on, don't spill that cup, you might get messed up, wasting my coffee beans. We don't like a cold though, we like hot Arabic beans. And I need my own mug with capital letters on it saying my coffee trick I'm 100 by my cough, 100 by my cough. Real dudes drink coffee, real dudes drink coffee. So open up your ears and tune in. Two niggas drinking coffee, just a nigga 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 drinking coffee.